Podcast. I am your host, Bill Fegis, and today we'll be, we will be discussing the creation of a short-term plan. For the past seven weeks, we have discussed people and building talent in your business. Now that a great team of A players has been assembled, it is time to transform the business. The team's first task is to develop plans, both short-term and long-term, to align the organization to a common direction and set expectations on performance. It is impossible for the team to hit the company goals if everyone does not know the goals. Short-term plans provide a roadmap for daily management and incremental improvement of the business to ensure maintaining a solid foundation. Long-term plans provide a path for the business to utilize breakthrough thinking to drive aggressive, profitable growth on top of the solid foundation. In this podcast, the focus is on short-term planning. The short-term plan covers the next annual fiscal calendar period and sometimes is referred to as the annual operating plan or AOP. There are numerous approaches to implementing short-term plans, but they can be divided into three categories. One, top-down planning, two, bottoms-up planning, and three, run-rate planning. Top-down planning, as the name implies, begins with the chairman, the board, and or the CEO providing the leadership team with a set of financial objectives. These objectives would typically include revenue, profit, which could be measured as EBIT, EBITDA, or net income, working capital, CapEx, free cash flow, and financial return, which could be measured as ROI, ROIC, or ROA. The team's task is to put together a set of actions and initiatives that in 12 months move the business from its current financial state to the future state defined by the objectives set by the chairman, the board, and or the CEO. Bottoms-up planning is implemented by each department, function, or value stream, depending upon how the business is organized, providing a plan based upon the analysis of their needs. To allow each team to do their needs analysis, this approach typically begins with the sales group providing a revenue forecast for the next fiscal year. This forecast is built bottoms up on a customer by customer and or product by product basis, utilizing forecasts provided by the customers combined with adjustments made by the sales team. The other groups within the business build up their forecasts bottoms up to support the sales forecast while including their planned improvement actions and various internal and external assumptions. Run rate planning is based upon utilizing the last 12 months historical financial data adjusted based upon key trends and any significant relevant events. These trends and events could be internal or external. Of these three categories, I prefer the run rate approach for several reasons. First, it provides efficient planning. You're not reinventing the wheel with each year's plan and expending time and resources to develop detailed plans that are outdated as soon as they are completed. Second is it reflects the most recent performance of the business. That is, what is the current reality? Thirdly, it takes into consideration the important drivers of the business and allows the plan to be easily modified by adjusting the drivers. Fourth, it supports easy periodic forecasting. Fifth, it enables easy creation of what-if scenarios. And last, it can be automated. 
run rate approach is implemented by extrapolating the prior 12 month actual monthly performance for each relevant metric forward through the 12 month plan period. As appropriate, this run rate extrapolation is adjusted for known or forecasted drivers, trends, events that could materially impact the run rate. For example, take the most recent 12 month actual sales run rate and extrapolate it through the 12 month plan period. If there is seasonality in the sales, the extrapolation should reflect the seasonality consistent with the prior 12 month actual performance. Potential adjustments to the 12 month plan that could be made by the sales team, for example, are significant sales decline due to an end of life event, either for a customer program or a product, uh, recent or planned new product introduction that could significantly improve sales in the 12 month plan period, or a significant new customer that could favorably impact sales. Also a new program and an existing customer that could favorably impact sales. A one-time program that occurred in the prior 12 month and does not reoccur in the plan period needs to be adjusted. And finally, price increases could be a driver. Some other example drivers that could be included in run rate adjustments include annual wage and salary increases, material cost increases due to inflation, and sales increases tied to GDP growth. In addition to the financial portion of the plan, the team needs to create the operating portion of the plan. The same run rate approach applies to the operating portion. This portion of the plan should be built around STGDCG. The acronym stands for S for safety, T for talent, Q for quality, D for delivery, C for cost, and G for growth. These operating elements should always be prioritized in this order. Safety is always number one. Talent is number two, since you need the right people on the bus to operate the business effectively. Quality is number three. If you do not have excellent quality, it adversely impacts delivery and cost performance, which then impedes growth performance. The key is to have the right talent on the bus to develop a robust short-term plan that ensures the team is building and maintaining a solid foundation of safety, quality, delivery, cost that supports strong, profitable growth. Typical short-term plan deliverables would include the financial and operating schedule. Let's first discuss financial schedules. The business should identify a standard set of metrics that measure financial performance. Teams should determine what the right financial metric schedules are to ensure the fiscal foundation of the business is maintained while supporting incremental continuous improvements. The financial health of the business is paramount to maintaining a strong operational foundation. Here are some example financial schedules. They may need to be modified to fit your business. First schedule would be an executive summary. This would show plan to current year comparisons for sales, EBITDA, CapEx, cash flow, and sales per employee. Would also show key initiatives during the plan period, and finally, critical issues during the plan period. The next schedule is budget assumptions. On this schedule, you would show salary wage increases, benefit increases, direct material inflation, macroeconomic growth, for example, due to GDP growth, key industry 
key industry segment growth, and finally, any restructuring or consolidation. The next schedule will be an income statement. This statement should be structured to have the relevant financial uh, income statement metrics to your business. It should include a three-year history, the current year, year to date, next year, full plan year, and next year, plan in monthly increments. In addition to the income statement, you should also have a balance sheet following the same format with a three-year history, current year to date, next year plan, full year, and next year plan in monthly buckets. And to round out the financial statements, there should be a cash flow statement. Once again, showing a three-year history, current year to date, next year plan for the full year, and next year plan in monthly buckets. Next schedule would be a sales slash EBITDA bridge. This should show the current full year forecast versus next year full year plan and bridge the key items that are driving the change in sales and the drive in EBITDA from the current full year forecast to the plan. Next should be included a CapEx summary. This should be broken down by categories that your business uses, for example, strategic initiatives, financial and risk mitigation projects. And finally, there should be a schedule showing potential upside downside items to the plan. In addition to the financial schedules, the team needs to create operating schedule. The business should define a set of KPIs, key performance indicators that measure operational performance. It is incumbent upon the team to determine what the right KPIs are to ensure the foundation of the business is maintained while also making incremental continuous improvements. Your customers' expectations are always growing and your competitors will do everything in their power to improve their performance and steal your customers. The best defense to this is a good offense, which means continually raising the bar on STQDCG. Here's some example KPIs for each element of STQDCG. They may or may not be relevant for your business. Safety. First metric is OSHA recordable incidents, which is the number of incidents occurring during the plan year. Second is OSHA total recordable incident rate. This metric normalizes the incident rate to account for businesses of different sizes and number of employees. The U.S. Department of Labor publishes TRIR statistics by various categories, which provides excellent benchmarking data. Third safety metric is near misses. As with all KPIs, it is valuable to have a leading indicator metric to allow preventive improvement actions rather than reactive improvement actions. A near miss KPI can provide leading indicator data so the team can prevent incidents before they happen. Second category is talent or T. One metric here is positions filled internally. This metric measures the percentage of open salaried positions that are filled through the promotion of internal candidates rather than through candidates recruited externally. It measures the effectiveness of your hiring and internal talent development processes. Second metric under talent could be open positions. This metric measures the effectiveness of your talent acquisition process and should be done for both salaried and hourly positions. Too many open positions indicates a lack of resources required to implement initiatives 
required to achieve the plan. A third talent metric would be employee turnover. This metric measures the churn of your workforce and should be done for both salaried and hourly position. The focus should be on voluntary turnover since this indicates how effective the business is at retaining talent. Next category is quality. First metric is warranty DPM or defects per million, which is measuring the external quality to the customer. The rate of units returned as measured in defects per million or returns per million. For, transa for transactional functions, the external quality KPI could be the number of customer complaints received or abandoned incoming customer calls, for example. Other quality metric is internal DPM. Internal quality can be measured in numerous different manners depending upon the business. For a manufacturing business, a good internal DPM would be rolled throughput yield, which combines the defects as measured at multiple points in the manufacturing process. For transactional functions, the internal quality KPI could be the number of receiving areas or inventory cycle counting errors, for example. Next category is delivery, OTDR, or on-time to customer request date. This measurement is typically defined as a sales order item, order line item shipping on time to the date requested by the customer. Many businesses measure OTD to promise date, which is not the right way to approach OTD. Measuring by promise date does not guarantee meeting the customer's expectations and not meeting their request date can therefore leave the business open to a competitor taking business. This measurement is typically a lagging indicator since most businesses do not measure an item until it is late on shipping. Pass due to request. This measurement provides more actionable data than OTDR since it shows an item is late as soon as it is late relative to the customer's request date and it can be analyzed by customer and or product to provide more granular data for root cause analysis and resulting countermeasures. Next category is cost. Productivity is one metric for cost. There are endless ways to measure productivity and they vary depending upon your business. The team should identify which metrics provide the most insight into labor productivity. It could be based upon unit volume, COGS dollars, revenue dollars, etc. Note that this metric is typically applied in the manufacturing organization, but it could be an applicable metric in other functional areas of the business also. Another cost item is MPI or material price index. This measurement compares the weighted cost of all productive material items procured during the year that were also procured in the prior year. Specifically, it measures the real dollar impact of material cost variances. This measurement is not PPV or purchase price variance, which is an accounting method of measuring material cost variance versus a standard. PPV is the same as MPI if all cost standards are set at their prior year average cost at the beginning of the current fiscal year. DSO, or day sales outstanding. This measurement is a working capital or cash flow metric, but is considered part of the cost element. This measures the accounts receivable dollar balance as a ratio to annualized sales and reflects how timely customers are paying the company 
for comparison to their contract payment terms. DPO or days payable outstanding is another metric. This measures also working capital or cash flow. The measurement is the accounts payable dollar balance as a ratio to annualized COGS and reflects how timely the company is paying suppliers and can be used for comparison to the contracted payment terms. Finally, in cost inventory terms, this measurement once again is a working capital or cash flow metric and measures the net inventory dollar balance as a ratio to annualized COGS and reflects how effectively the company is managing its inventory levels relative to the customer demand level. The final category is growth. Orders is one metric here and is in dollars and provides a leading indicator for sales revenue since an order needs to exist before, before a shipment can be made to generate sales. Second KPI would be sales, which measures in dollars the growth of the business. Third potential KPI here is NPI or new product introduction sales. Typically a new product would be defined as a product that has been introduced in the prior three fiscal years. Depending on the business, the three-year window could be longer or shorter. For example, in the mobile phone business, the window would probably be six to 12 months due to the short lifespan of these products. This measurement measures the vitality of the new product development process and how effective that is in introducing new products. The business level financial and operating schedules should be reviewed by the leadership team monthly. A weekly, daily, shift, or hourly review cadence should be used as appropriate to provide more granularity at the department, function, value stream, or cell level. A bowling chart provides a concise, effective format to utilize for monthly business reviews. The example shown here is for safety and presents each KPI by month for prior year actual plan and current year actual. Current year actuals are highlighted in green if they are favorable to plan and red if they are unfavorable to plan. For stronger visual management, a graphic chart could be added to provide insight into the trend performance of the metric. This example shows an accounts receivable metric. When building the short-term plan, communication and cross-functional participation is key. Getting everyone engaged and aligned on the plan, assumptions, the key trends, and significant relevant events ensures the highest confidence level plan. Execution of the plan involves the entire organization, so ensure everyone understands and buys in. In summary, after building your leadership team of A players, the team develops short-term and long-term plans to align everyone in the organization to a common vision. Well-designed plans set expectations and provide specific goals for the organization. Short-term plans provide a roadmap for daily management and incremental improvement of the business to ensure maintaining a solid foundation. A short-term plan process that utilizes a run rate approach based upon historical data, key drivers and relevant events provides the most effective and valuable tool for getting the entire team pulling in the same direction. Creating and communicating a set of standard financial and operational schedules with the entire organization, along with a, prior, uh, with a defined periodic review cadence, ensures the success of a plan. In the interest of continuous improvement, I invite feedback from our listeners. 
Please share your thoughts and ideas on these weekly podcasts and feel free to suggest topics which you believe would provide useful information for you and our listeners. Thank you for joining us for today's podcast. Please come back next week when we discuss long-term planning.